My name is Dave. And my name's Craig. And today, we are Bombastic. Welcome to No More Sages, a show where we pick one game from each year and explore how games have evolved throughout the years. Today's pick for the year 2002, 3, 1, when, whenever it came out. Craig, what year did this come out? 2000, 2002. Okay, all right. Minor proviso. It didn't come out in the U.S. in 2002. Ah, okay, okay. Well, this, it, okay. this is... Uh, our 2002 game, despite what you think. Yes, because we are a multinational corporation here. Uh, we did pick for 2002 Bombastic uh, that was developed by Shift, published by Capcom Worldwide, and in Japan it was a Sony Computer Entertainment Incorporated, whatever that S-C-E-I stands for. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, remember, I see it every day, Craig. <laughs> but I have no idea what it stands for. Uh, this is, of course, a puzzle game, and we will explain how that is later. First, more importantly, Craig. Yeah. Going into this, you had zero idea what this is. Zero. Absolutely zero. I knew it would involve bombs or Shaggy or something, but I had no idea what it was. No Scooby-Doo. Nope. Uh... uh so tell us uh, all the history that you've managed to garner in the last day and a half to two. Yeah, so um, I'm 37 years old just now. By the time this comes out, I might be 38. I can't remember when this comes out, but it, I could be 37 or 38. Uh, I A very merry on birthday to you then. Yeah, I know. I had no experience for the first 37 and a bit years of my life. And then today, at about... Uh, seven hours ago I decided to start playing it and <laughs> was immediately surprised that it wasn't I, I, I couldn't I, you could not even think or imagine what this game was so yeah uh, that's my experience was nothing until today uh, my experience was I was at a thrift store uh, saw the words Capcom and went sure and then I bought it and then I was like oh it's like devil dice uh, and then I played it for a little bit, put it on my shelf, and it hasn't moved since. Um, it's not something I ever really think about until I saw, oh, hey, that came out 2002. I'd like to introduce this to Craig. Mm. Let, let's show Craig Bombastic. All right, so this is going to be a very visual explanation. Yeah. And you're going to hear it and go, okay. But bear with me here. I will try my damnedest. So... Bombastic is a puzzle game in which you control these cute little sprites. Also a running theme for this episode. It really is. Things. Yeah. Uh, and you walk on top of dice. And what, like when you move forward, it moves the dice forward. So you were on five. Now you're on three. That kind of thing. If you can picture that in your brain, like kind of barrel rolling on top of a dice. Uh, what you want to do is there are two different game modes here. Both revolve around the central mechanic 
of matching dice faces with each other. Um, there is the quest mode, which is kind of like a room by room. Okay, figure out this puzzle in this secluded area. And then you continue on and there's something that happens in the story and I don't know what. And then you fight a couple boss fights and that's that. Uh, kind of like the difference between quest mode and Poyo Poyo and then just playing Poyo Poyo. Uh, when you just want to play in trial mode, then you're given a, I think it's an 8 by 8 grid. And there are random assortments of dice with different dice faces and you have to try to keep the chain going uh, by matching up three... No, no. Ooh, that's Fantavision. <laughs> if you want to explode the fours, you have to have four dice connected face up that say four. If you want to do six, you do sixes. Now, where it really starts to get hectic is there are two things that happen. Depending on the number that you're connecting. So, if you're connecting ones, they explode very fast. If you're connecting sixes, they take a lot of time so you can make long combos by trying to get as many dice as you can connected to that blob of sixes that's going to explode. Adding a little bit of complexity to that, you have whenever a dice explodes, it explodes all the numbers attached to it, plus any it's touching that are one below the number you exploded. Of course, one, you don't you don't get anything. Okay. That was I That was good. That was that, that's how you feel when you do the tutorial. It feels like it's punching you with information in the face. <laughs> it, yeah, it's a librarian hitting you with a book. <laughs> yeah, from, hey, yeah. Um, that is the best I can do other than telling you it is very frenetic, very fast-paced, and for some reason my brain has a lot of trouble going, wait, what's on the opposite side of this dice face? But Dave... I constantly forget. It adds up to seven. What? It adds... The opposite side of the dice adds up to... It always adds up to seven. Whoa. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, it doesn't, does yeah, it? Yeah, it, do, it does. Six and one, five and two, three and four. Oh my gosh, Craig. It, it, I have never noticed that. It, it tells you that in the tutorial. I, this is, I played this tutorial because it was fucking bonkers. <laughs> oh, I didn't even pay attention to that. Like, oh my gosh. Okay. The guy makes a big point. It's like, and if you're standing on a one, then how do we know what's underneath? It's because... Oh, I, well, no, no, I meant like, like what's on the sides, what's on the face. Like, I have yeah. trouble mentally it just, picturing a dice. Oh my gosh, you're right, though. Yeah, always adds up to seven. So that's why it's, it's a genius point of view, because you can see three sides, which means you theoretically know where all six numbers are. I really like that. See, about, yeah, I gave you crap for not playing tutorials. I know, and the tutorial. And then I, I play this without a tutorial, <laughs> and there we go. Uh, that's so good. Okay, so let's get started with this first of all. So you did never play Devil Dice on the PS One? No, never, never played Devil Dice. I did look the developers, the people that did IntelliCube as well, which it's cube cubes like they like their cubes. Makes perfect sense. Yep, perfect yep, sense. Absolutely. Uh, but no, never Devil Dice. And the only other dice-related game I played is Lost and Random. That's it. All right. Arguably, as good of a dice game, I would say. Um, so, so uh, we did this on Fantavision, but okay. How did you feel playing this? Did, uh, what ver what uh, mode did you play? I should ask too. Um, so I started off on quest mode, but very, very, very quickly decided that it was not for me. Um, 
it do, it doesn't. Okay, so this has gone a bit too deep. Basically, quest mode feels like there's a set solution to get through the puzzle, which doesn't appeal to me. You know, like if you could read a guide and it said, roll forward twice, right once, roll forward twice, left once, and you will completely... Like, I hate puzzles that are set like that. So then I moved on to the kind of challenge mode type set pieces. So you could just get bang, bang, bang. And those are theoretically the same, but because it's framed as a problem... I feel that's much more, and I know it plays roughly the same, but I feel like that's a better framework for the game. The quest quests just feel a wee bit weird. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, it does. It, know, it feels like, uh, well, we need a single-player mode that has some meat to it. It's like the Puyo Puyo campaign, where it just interjects with, you know, like, vitamins, let's go to the shops. And you're like, okay, so I'm going to the shops, but to power the car, I'm playing Puyo Puyo? Like, what's, what's yes. going on here? <laughs> Makes perfect sense to me, Craig. As a matter of fact, you could say it was beautiful. Oh, my God. Anyway, so, yeah, I, I played the challenge type mode. I did I did uh, like to sink my teeth into that quite a bit, just to get to get those chains up. Um. Okay, so this is another puzzle game that, uh, on the complete flip side of Fantavision, is very complicated in terms of the mental gymnastics you're having to do, right? Yeah, the, the what the three-minute monologue of you describing how to play it is translated into about ten minutes worth of tutorial, which, if you think of someone who's never played or seen a chess board and you try and teach them how to play in chess in ten minutes, that's what it feels like. There's so much to it because you've got like the touching cubes the explosions that you know like your fives explode further out you've got to make sure that you're not standing on one when you die because that's basically game over and you've got to juggle and try and trap you know like a boss on a floating island of sixes to try and oh do you know it it's so complicated for something so simple as rolling a dice about the place it's so complicated you can also hop off the dice and uh-huh, push them push like you're playing Sokoban, or you can throw them and get a random face it it is a little much like uh-huh. this is that level of puzzle game that makes me feel old even when i was 15 of like boy this is this is a lot to grapple with i i yeah this is one of the more like tetris or some or poyo poyo or something like that is is a lot more simple it's a puzzle you've got to do your puzzle thing and that's it this you've got to manhandle the solution out of quite a fair bit yes um now how does it compare to more like like we brought it up with fantasy how would this compare to other puzzle games you've played like in terms of this is worth remembering or not oh if i like this to me is far more oh hang on noodles just walked in on your bed on your bed what are you doing okay alexa put the kitchen light on this isn't staying in the recording dave absolutely is Uh, had I played this at the time, this would have shot into my annals of fame. Hang on, I'm, I might need to retake uh, that. Annals, <laughs> there you go. Retake that as well. Uh, this rates very highly because it's quite hard to get a console puzzle game that just feels right. Like we said with um, 
crap. What did what did we play? Fantavision. You got to feel connected with the controls, and this is very kind of like simplistic in its control, but complicated on screen. It's in that sweet spot of you you know what button to press to go, you know, like left, right, up, down. You know what button to press to chuck. You know what button to press to jump and push and blah. So it just feels really good. Like it feels really quirky to play and I've I've never I've genuinely never played anything like it like obviously Sokobani type things with pushing blocks and stuff but no, nothing yeah the standing on it and barrel rolling it really adds oh yeah a uniqueness to it. it it really does um what in in terms of my personal <clears throat> annals of <laughs> a puzzle game this ranks but it ranks in a different category of if I wanted to get good at this I would really have to spend some time on it like uh one for me is Luminous. Mm-hmm. You know, when you decide to go down to the Lou Mines, uh-huh. I, I just can't grok that game. There's something about the way my brain works where I just don't understand how you get good at it. And in this... Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, I always think, like, Luminous definitely because it's got some extra extra funk to it but i always find this like i'm not particularly good at poyo poyo so someone that's down to color i'm not particularly good at tetris getting good at it is just getting faster and better at recognizing that what's happening at anyone is sinking in into that zen mode is how you get good is being able to switch that on and just go i'm gonna do this right now Ooh, now see, I'll, I'll disagree with you a little bit on boy we're not talking about bombastic here but mm-hmm. like tetris right like, there's a strategy to Tetris. Am I going to do a two-well? Am I going to do a side-well? Like, the way you approach each round of Tetris is, in and of itself, a strategy you have to puzzle out. I don't see it as a strategy you have to puzzle out. I see it as your approach to the game. Like, if you're going to do a, a well, you're going to do a well. If you're going to go side, you're going to go side. Like, I always go side. Oh, so you're thinking more personal preference yeah, than yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah, Okay. Like, you don't, you I mean, don't start a Tetris level and go, right... This is level three, which means I need to do a side well because this particular shape is going to come. That doesn't happen in Tetris. No, that is a good point. I, I guess for me, like once I figure out, okay, I'm a middle well person or I'm a side well person, then that influences how you play each round, right? Because then all the pieces will fit together different with a two well than they will a, a one well. Uh, same with Poyo Poyo. Like I'm very much a, a Towers of Doom guy, right? Like you fill up the two sides and then you just work in that small middle frame. Um, you're very much just better at it than I am, so maybe my strategy isn't great. But with Bombastic, I'm kind of like Intelligent Cube, right? Where my it feels like my brain isn't doing calculations fast enough to know, okay, these are the... St- like, like, if you're playing a fighting game, then if you're constantly getting punched, you have to go, okay, okay, what am I doing wrong? Uh, I'm not blocking enough or I need to play more defensively. You know, you can see the steps needed to progress to get better. With this and like Luminous, I can't see those steps of what I would need okay. to do to get better. I I think this is like, I hate that I'm even saying this because it sounds a bit stupid, but it feels almost like an action puzzle or game. It feels very... <laughs> very seat of your pants yeah like you've because you've got to adapt to the boss movements the boss is standing on that cube so i need to actively adapt it's not solving a puzzle it's solving a puzzle with a third party element of the boss in motion 
So it becomes very active. It's It would be like playing chess, where some of the pieces moved by themselves and you had to adapt to pieces moving by themselves and play the core game of chess. Well, that sounds like it would be kind of interesting, Craig. Or maybe it's like um, playing why... chess while being shot at. I can't, I can't quite, <laughs> I can't quite get where I'm going with it. But it just like the best of this game was when you lured an enemy onto a cube that you knew you were going to chain into something to blow up. You know what I mean? Like that is where the, yeah. the satisfaction of this is. But the satisfaction of beating a boss by luring them onto a platform that you're going to blow up isn't inherently a puzzle. Because you do that in many games. You do that in Zelda. You lure a boss on somewhere to blow it up. Or it, True, true. So I, I think that's where that's just where my brain went, was it, it became less about the puzzle. Okay, so off off the... Uh, not off the record. To, off, no, I don't know what I was going to say Off there. the beaten path. Off the cuff. Whenever I'm talking about this game, I'm not talking about quest mode, just to be clear okay, to everybody. Right, yep, like, yep. like, I don't play quest mode very much. I beat it once when I was a teenager, and then I have no desire to ever touch it again. It's like, you know, the story mode in Super Monkey Ball. You're like, eh, just, just, just give me stages. Uh-huh, We're good. Uh-huh. And so, so for me, whenever I'm talking about this, it is that 8x8 grid where they're just like, have some dice kind of thing. Um, so I guess in terms of like the enemy strategy and things like that, I don't really factor that in because okay. it's not what I play. That makes me sound like a jerk, and I'm sorry. No. Because um, I, I did the same as you. I played I played the quest, and then I was like, that's really good. I'll play the... Pu-. But I got a really great deal of satisfaction from just 8 by 8 and blow everything up as fast as humanly possible and figure it out on the hoof. Like, both of those approaches really gelled with me far more than a lot of puzzlers do. Well, definitely more than Fantavision did. We can say that with 100% certainty. So I'm, I'm glad we had both a puzzle game that works and a puzzle game that doesn't work uh, in fairly quick succession. And then we had that weird puzzle game called Pikmin that's kind of a, just a hybrid of its own thing. Um, I'm very curious as to why this didn't go on. Like, I'm looking at the sales and stuff, it de- doesn't look like it made a big splash at all. But I'm curious nobody's ever done this again that I know of. Like, the- these guys went on to do some things. Like, you know, they did some Ape Escape games on the PSP. And I, I they think the biggest release lately is Code Vein. That anime souls oh, thing. Oh yeah, yeah. I've got that to play. I I really kind of fancy it. Yeah, it, it's it's all right. It's pretty good. Um, but yeah, they they kind of stopped doing like Devil Dice and then Bombastic and then pff, straight into like PSP mode. And they never even did like a Bombastic on PSP, which is weird to me. Uh, is this something that you'd be interested in seeing a remaster or a hey, here's a ten dollar downloadable game? Oh yeah, like if this was sitting on my PlayStation, I'd end up playing it through and and getting kind of semi semi competitive with myself over it. It's it's definitely there, because uh, it it plays pretty decently. It feels it feels good rolling about on a dice. To be perfectly like, it just feels nice. I really like the control. Do you know what it reminds me of? And this is this is what? this is something. It reminds me of. The satisfaction you got when you were running about on that game, where it was an old retro rewind we did that was based on, you had to jump over panels 
to get places and I, oh, you were in a temple and you had to jump and then some of the panels fell away and you had to dot about the place to get to the door. Oh, uh, oh boy, boy that that was that was a test, buddy. Uh, make you Jin Dababa. Yeah, make you Jin Dababa. Well done, Jesus. It reminds me of the same satisfaction that you get from that because grid-based things that you have to do really are really satisfying. Like I really like it. They do, uh, an intelligent cube again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Always yeah, comes yeah. back to intelligent cube. Everything um, revolves around intelligent cube. <laughs> Please, Sony. Shoot out an Intelligent Cube 2 for place PSN. That'd be great. I would buy it. Um, okay, so then here's the question. In terms of uh, flying by the seat of your pants, so when you play this, are you trying to shoot for, like, I like doing sixes, right? Like, you do sixes, gives you plenty of time to manipulate a bunch of different yeah. dice around you. Are you a sixes or a, a let's get a bunch of ones together, or do you not care? It's just whatever... The most numbers. No, no, no. I I mean, unless there's an obvious, oh, good, there's a great big pool of numbers there that I can just slot in. I try and do like a six, five, four, three, two, one type, trying to reduce the numbers down. Because then you hope that everything just goes off at the same time. I guess. I mean, I mean, I like, I like, I like the one big explosion as opposed to the pop, 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 pop Uh, of the tiny little explosions. I, I quite like. I quite, I quite like aligning everything like that, and and it's probably like the least efficient way to play the game ever. Like you're probably, I have, I've never seen high level bombastic play, buddy. Yeah. I have no idea. I don't know what the world record does in any of these stages. No. All right. So, I would say we're puzzled out for a little bit, unless mm-hmm. somebody has something that's like, "Hey, play Yoshi's Cookie," and then we'll say no because it's Yoshi's Cookie. Uh, so we're going to start pulling this to a close, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I think I, I'm i glad we did this because I did figure out that, okay, if I don't feel at home and natural with the controls, the most complicated game in the world will just fall flat. Yeah. And I mean, Fantavision is not the most complicated game in the world, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Nuggets, my friend. Nuggets. Ah, this uh, more of a fluffy, there are still, like, I always say it with older games, there's still unique things floating about out there, so keep on digging and playing just things that you think you might like, because something will stick at some. Throw enough shit on the wall and some of it sticks. Basically, um, I'm super chuffed to have you suggest this, to be honest, because it was really quite satisfying. Out of all of them, I really enjoyed this. Hey, that's great! I mean, I mean... We thought we we both thought we would enjoy next week's, but that's going to be an interesting topic to talk about. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I I I kind of agree with your nugget, right? I, I guess the best way to put it is, just because you haven't heard about it doesn't mean it's not worth playing. Yeah. Like because you can ask ten people on the street, "Hey, do you like Bombastic?" and they'll all start singing that Shaggy song, and nobody will know what you're talking about. But uh, also, this is a super fun party game. If you get if you get the multi tap hooked up, I think you can get five people total oh, that... playing on their own little screen. It it is a this is like Bomberman levels of fun in my friends group. When that play. sounds amazing. Like that does. Yeah, it was, sound it was amazing. super cool. No, no, no. I mean, you had friends. That's well, I had people I paid <laughs> to hang out with me. I'm you know, it's the thing where as they leave the room, my parents are handing out twenties like thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> uh, then they all abandoned me when I bought Crystal Chronicles. 
So, <laughs> so Craig, I think I know the answer, but does this game hold up in 2022? Um, yeah, I think it does. It could be doing with like it's it's polished and works well, and you do things and you you, you press something and it does what you expect it to do, and it's it's meaty. It's for an, a 20 year old game. It's got some mechanics and some rule set to it that's just mental. So yeah, I think it, there's nothing else like it. So yeah, it could be done with a buff and a polish and re-released. Well, there is something like it, and it's called Devil Dice, buddy. But that's before uh, but this. I know what you mean. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Um, I I would like to also point out like how bonkers the PS2 generation was in just terms of you have an idea, eh? Throw it out there. Like you had such a wide variety of puzzle games like now you get puzzle games they kind of fall into certain categories right like oh is this like tetris oh is this like poyo oh is yeah. this like this match three um, yeah yeah like 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 ps2 generation man if you're ever bored just look through the library there are so many unique and interesting things that came out of that ps2 library uh and to a lesser extent xbox and gamecube but a lot of those are more well known but, okay, so, yes, I do think this holds up in 2022. I think it's a unique game, well, half-unique <laughs> game that you do not have an alternative to today. So I don't know if this is worth, say, buying a PS2 because you have to play on hardware for it, but it is definitely worth taking a look when you're bored and you have your emulator and you're like, hey, let's try Bombastic. Um it does have that barrier of entry, though, that most good puzzle games do in terms of, okay, you have to learn this thing, and then you're good. It's, but yeah, I think this absolutely holds up. It does. You're right. And it does. It, it has a price to pay, and that price is maybe a couple of runs through the tutorial, and then recognizing that you've got a lot to still to learn. And then recognizing that the dice always equal seven <laughs> on opposing sides. Like... Blew my mind, man. <laughs> Never noticed that. Okay. So next up, we have 13. Because Craig was all like, dude, you want to play 13? And I was like, yeah, dude, it's 13. Um, we do talk like that when we're not on microphone. Um, if you have anything to say about Bombastic or Pikmin or 13, you can hit us up on the website at nomoresages.com. You can also suggest a game. Like, maybe you're like, hey, dude, talk about Make You Jin Jababa. And I can give you the finger gun to be like, ah, I already talked about it, buddy. But shoot me something else. Um, so, yeah, I'm very curious to see how many people have actually heard about this. Eh, who knows? I never see it mentioned on YouTube videos either of like, Top 10 puzzlers and things like that. Nope, nobody really mentions. I imagine magic. it's on some people's lists of games no one's heard of. That's. I would imagine so. That's what yeah. it says. Uh, kind of like, um, Craig, here's something that I, I actively chose not to pick. But have you ever played No One Can Stop Mr. Domino? No, no. Okay, alright, maybe next one we'll do that. It's very much this kind of thing where it's like a very unique puzzle game that came out and people just know there's a game called no one can stop mr domino eh. uh, all right so until next time oh, matching faces clears more spaces i can't beat that so i'm gonna tip my hat and say ditto my dude <laughs> that's pretty good yeah all right and we will see you next time when we suddenly turn french and go on a spy adventure with adam west
Are any of us gonna do an Adam West impersonation, Frank? I I was about to, and then I just thought, nope, I'm not doing it. Yeah, you, you get as far as opening your mouth and almost saying something, you're like, nope, can't yeah, do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. All right, we shall see you next time.